Hello and welcome back to another episode. I'm really excited for today's one because I predominantly work in the SME sector, as you know, and it's a sector that has a lot of ups and downs. As we know, there's been a lot of changes happening through COVID, coming out of COVID with customers, with staff retention and lots of different things. And I have Margaret Burke here um, from Positive Retail Solutions, and she's going to give us a little bit of insight into what she does um, what her role is in the company and typically what they're seeing at the moment um, in her business. So nice to have you on, Margaret. Um, tell thank us you. a bit about yourself. All right. First of all, Louise, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Um, like you, I'm really looking forward to this. Um, I suppose I started in retail back in 2006 and uh, I was literally installing physical machines and software systems for small businesses at the very start. So over the years, I've progressed on, I've done some courses, got a lot of experience. And now I work with everything from a single store right through to 140 store implementations. So loads of experience. <laughs> at this stage amazing and kind of from when you started off um margaret obviously it's a very different format now technology is kind of you know it's it's fast forward it's gone more kind of complex what are the changes you've seen i suppose with the people that you're dealing with it's actually very different depending on the retailer so if you are looking at a bigger retailer who's growing rapidly they tend to struggle with multiple systems that are not integrated and connected together. And this gives them a problem when they want to look at their data and their information. So, and really everything comes back to data and information now. So it does, you have to be able to see what's happening in the business with clarity. For the small to medium retailers, their workload has got bigger. They've moved to an omni-channel environment. They have social platforms now that they're expected to um, uh, advertise on. Um, and a lot of the small to medium business uh, businesses are actually business owners and they're doing a huge amount of work in the business. Like I went into retailers where you have the business owner setting up the items one by one. Uh, in a system that they have, which is vastly time consuming. They're doing the purchase orders. They're jumping onto a POS system to complete a sale. A customer wants to talk to them. But now, as well as that, they're expected to manage all this online uh, orders coming into the system, as well as the social media platforms. And one thing with the smaller business owners is I I can see they struggle to relinquish control and they're so, so involved in the business. Um, and my heart does go out to them because I'm like, you need to take a step back here and we need to understand how we can improve this because you'll see it impacting on family life as well um, and their work-life balance. There's, 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 there's a lot, but I think with COVID, it's pushed retailers even harder than before. And now they really, really do need to look at the business and understand what's happening and how they can improve it. 
Yeah. And it's really interesting, Margaret, because I know there was a lot of great funding given out, a lot of grants given um, to support retailers with the online. And there was a recent article just posted, I think in the last week, where there's more funding gone in now mm. into online for retailers. I don't know if you came across that. I did. Yeah. Yeah. I seen yeah. that. I seen the post only yesterday, actually. Yeah. 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 So it's really interesting. So I suppose from your perspective, we have the funding there for the SME for those retailers. There's more funding being added. But what we're seeing on the flip side is that is, I suppose, is even with the funding, is it the case that some of the retailers are just struggling to, to implement that change in the business a little bit? Is it the the, you know, the delegation? Is it that side of things or is it the tech side of things? Where do you see the skills gap, I suppose, there for them? You know, like I... I have customers for years and years that would ring me and have a chat about how things are going and what's happening and if they're struggling with a different area and we could just have a chat. But I've I've had a lot of these calls, particularly this year in the last four months where business owners are like, you know, what is happening and what do we need to do here? We feel like we're falling behind. What I think First of all, is that retailers spend so long having no support and nowhere to go for advice. It was like, ah, you're a small business, you know, get on with it. And there wasn't anything there. So I think there's almost this mentality still for these business owners that, oh, I just have to make this work. It's all on me. This is my business and I'm the only one that's going to make it work. And I think they don't realise that there's so much support there, Louise. Like, uh, to be honest, even when I spoke to you a few weeks ago, um, you were telling me what you could do and how you can help business owners um, from a mentoring perspective, but also the funding that's available for business owners to actually reach out to you And it doesn't cost them that much. So I think one of the things retailers need to do is help themselves first to reach out, have a look and see what the Ismay is offering, what the local enterprise board is offering, what retail excellence is offering, what Guaranteed Irish is offering and get involved with these organisations because that's how you start understanding uh, uh, the business, um, where you can go to get additional support. And I suppose one thing that I keep saying to my customers is you're not alone. You're not expected to have all the answers. There's this whole digital transformation happening now and all these omni-channel, all this, all these words, right? The people are like, or retailers are like, oh, I don't know what that is. I don't, you know, and they're nearly frightened of it, right? But there's nothing to be worried about. They're only words. And when we understand them, then we can do more in our business to to enhance it. Yeah, yeah. And I totally understand that sentiment um, where you're coming from, Margaret, because a lot of the businesses I've been speaking to in the last couple of weeks, um, and some of them were in the UK, um, and they're going through quite a, I would say, a real tougher time that we are here mm-hmm. in Ireland at the moment with Brexit and everything. They're feeling a little bit isolated over there. <clears throat> and just to give a bit of context around that, you know, 
And it goes back to what you said there, I think, with a lot that's going on in social media, similar to COVID, people are worried. They're hearing a lot of negativity in the press and the media around, um, you know, rates. And, and I know everything is increasing, but it's again, go back to what you said there, look at the resources we have, you know, go back and see where is the opportunities in it? What, where can we grow? And there is money out there. I, there was a recent study done um, in the banking um, and there's there's a lot of money there. People have saved their money there's a lot of money to be spent um and it was it was a big big number i think it was in the something like it's like 20, 25000 like, yeah up to uh up to 25000 is what i read uh available to retailers now for yeah. support in their business you know the because this came, kept coming up for me particularly this year um I was talking to Brenda about it, uh, uh, one of the girls in here, and she was like, well, you know, we can tell our customers about it, but how about we go one step further and we start talking about the business supports that are available? And I said, that's such a great idea because there's supports there in relation to your electricity bill. There's different ways to go and get help and funding in relation to that. Um, there is like even even a big thing at the minute is staff and getting really good staff on board and retaining those staff. But there's um, a retail supervisor apprenticeship that's available and the, the, the person can continue to work full time. They do need a certain number of days off, but they're learning things uh, like digital transformation about social uh, platforms, how to advertise on them. They're learning so much in that course and that's free. Actually, the business owners, the retailers are getting, I think, 4,000 euros to encourage them to bring people on board or even the business owner, if they want to do it, they can do it. Um, and there is there is just so much there that I think retailers don't know about. Yeah, yeah. And that's a fantastic program. Um, Margaret, it's a really good program and it's all work-based learning. So like yeah. you said there, all of the assessments, all of the projects, they're done based on the job they're in. So what better way to get your team to grow your business by investing in something like that? It's absolutely fantastic. It's a really, really good way. Um, majority of people that reach out to you, is there a common theme that you see, Margaret? So, you know, you've seen anything come up in the last, say, six months or a few months or different projects you're doing or 12 months. What's the, what's, what are people looking for when they come to you? There is a common theme that I see, but it's 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 nothing new, to be honest. I, I've already mentioned um, retailers getting overwhelmed about what they need to do in mm. relation to online. But what I find is a lot of retailers are not technical people, so they don't understand software systems. And the market's flooded now. You have online retail systems, you have hybrid solutions, you have on-premise solutions. Um, and it's very overwhelming because they want to promote the business and they want to uh, leverage off technology to enhance it and improve it, but they don't know what direction to go in or what to what like what's going to fit my business or what the best solution is like if you have poor broadband but you're looking at a cloud solution you're you're going to be in difficulty straight away as well so it's to understand in really what your requirements are what the offerings are that's there and uh, this has actually come up so much 
particularly in the last year, Louise, because we had two retailers come to us last year that invested in a system that didn't actually work for their business. Now, they invested a lot of money. This, this for me, is a very upsetting thing to hear because I know how hard small to medium businesses work to earn that money. And then they invest this chunk of money in a software system that doesn't work for them. So I suppose what I'm coming back to is you the retailer needs to understand the offerings that are there. And this was another thing I was discussing with Brenda in here. And because of it, we decided to set up um, a webinar uh, the 24th of April this year. And it's actually open to everybody. And it's a very much an independent one. We're not pushing our own software or anything, but it's for retailers who want to understand what the offerings are that's there. So I'm not talking about any particular systems, but it's just to give them a very quick understanding of what's available. Would this suit my business? Would it not suit my business? And we can already see a lot of traction on it. There's a lot of uh, people signing up for it that we've never met before. So there's definitely a need there for that. And my view on life is it's not all take all the time. So if we have the experience here to help somebody, you know what, maybe a year down the line or maybe in a couple of years time, they'll they'll see an opportunity where right, they can help us. It's it's not always about taking. Um, and it is it is heartbreaking to see anyone, any vendors taking advantage of, uh, especially small to medium um, retailers who are in desperate need of a system to to organize their business. So basically, <clears throat> retailers are not technical is the common theme. And it's not to expect the retailer to be technical. So you talk to them in such a way that they can understand what, what is going to be the best option for them. And how, so if, if, a, if a retailer is listening to this talk, Margaret, and they're thinking, I'm not happy with my EPOS system at the moment. It's very time consuming. Um, they mightn't be maybe doing their stock takes accurately. They mightn't have all their SKUs uploaded onto the system. They might be having real challenges in the business to see what stock they have on hand. What tips would you give them if I am that type of retailer and I'm going out, I'm looking to speak to people like you and other ones. What kind of clarity do I need before I have those conversations or what questions do I need to be asking? OK, so. If this was me and this was my retail business, mm. the first thing I do is have a look at the store and see what's happening in the store. So if something like ordering is taking a lot of time, I'd mark that down. Well, our purchase orders are taking a lot of time or we're not doing purchase orders and then deliveries are coming in and there's no way of checking what was ordered from a rep who walked in the door and what actually comes in and what comes in on an invoice at the end of the day when, the, when that invoice arrives. Um, you really have to understand the pain points in the business, in my opinion. Yes. And whatever system you get in should be alleviating those pain points. So as a business owner, you take a look at the business, you write down the time consumers and pain points that you have. But you also look at your needs. So if you have customers and customer accounts and you need statements run off, 
you need that in a system that actually happened one of those retailers last year they bought an epos system that didn't have customer accounts in it and the ability to print off statements and that's why they actually couldn't function with the system because they had a lot of b2b customers and so you as or the person as a retailer needs to look at the business figure out what your pain points are and what you need the system to be able to do so obviously all of the epos systems are going to be doing sales returns voids do i need customer accounts do i need statements do i need to be able to email statements do i need to be able to um like actually we had a customer, uh, Tom Whelan down in Central Sports and during COVID he came to me and he was like, geez, Margaret, my head is wrecked. We're spending up to 30 hours on uh, just sorting out online orders because that's what she was doing. And um, he said, the big problem is when we create, when the order comes in, we have to go to our courier and print off the label and it's very time consuming. I was like, that's no problem, Tom, right? We just sort that out. Let's put an integration in there that allows you to just, when you complete the transaction on your POS system, it'll print off your DPD label or your on post, exactly the one that you require and your business requires. So look at you really need to understand what problem you're trying to solve as a retailer and be very clear on that in the expectation and whatever demo you get from any vendor yeah <clears throat> that's really interesting margaret and, it, and I'll, I'll recap on a couple of those points we come near the end but it was it's really interesting um the things you highlighted there and um, which were time consuming tasks writing them down on a notebook whatever that is before you go into that sales call with with yourselves or an epos company pain points what are the issues you're coming up against so again is it your uh goods inwards process is it your booking in stock is it your orders uh you know your po's where is that issue occurring where you really want to save time and i think you said that to me the whole issue around overwhelm i think with any business owner is i don't have enough hours in the day give me some time where i can be with my family where I can have a bit of a work-life balance, where I don't feel I'm living in the business. And I think when we look at any time-saving things, and, and I think you touched on them there, um, you know, having a system that supports you and giving you time. I think that was a great one that you gave there, the example around the um, having the labels printed for, um, for getting your orders going out, your deliveries. It could be um, a courier service or DPD or whatever one of those businesses that deliver the goods for you because I know a lot of stores now do click and collects and they might do also shipping from their stores so it's and it's obviously part of that whole omni-channel piece that we can we can deliver to the customer but again something like integrating the labels to be printed that saves a lot of time Margaret and I don't think people realize those little things it saves you going all the way up you could have two or three flights of stairs getting a little book going all the way back down the stairs, scanning it through the till. The till prints another one. You have to put it into a book to have a copy of it on site if you get audited. You know, there's a lot of things there that you're, you're literally adding about 10 different things onto something as easy as what you've done there with that particular business owner where you integrated that so it could print out for that particular person on the till, which I think is fantastic. Yeah, well, look, at we made a decision as well 
when when we decide what software we're going to work with, mm. we develop a relationship with that software vendor. And we're very, very involved with with all of our vendors, whether mm. it's LS Retail or whether it's uh, Retail Management Hero. And we have direct talks um, once a month with the product director on what we see as an issue, how the product needs to be enhanced. And they're fantastic because I, I did work with software before and I was explaining this to the vendor. You need to move to handheld devices. You need to do certain things. And they just turned around and they said, that's your problem, Margaret. And you know what? If somebody had physically slapped me in the face, it wouldn't have felt as bad as that felt. And I said, never, ever again am I going to go through that. Anyone that I deal with, I will be able to pick up the phone and speak to. Um, and I would actually pass that on as well to uh, retailers. You need to be able, like, it's all good and well, email and all the time, but you have to be able to communicate and talk to whoever you're going to be dealing with long term. Um, like, yeah, emails are handy, mm. but sometimes it's so hard. You could spend 10 emails trying to explain something mm. when you can just have a five minute call and oh everyone's clear on what it is now like I do think you need that kind of um environment for it to work really well but this is just my personal view mm. um obviously people can have different opinions yeah and I like that Margaret and I've I think my background as you know already is 15 years in retail so I've seen when when the till system doesn't work and you've a queue at the till and your car, you know, and, and you're there and, you know, you're, you're losing money, essentially. And I think what you touched on there is that you're able to actually pick up the phone and ring, yeah. um, which I think is really important. And it, that's something unique to your business a little bit in the sense that your your whole and for people that don't know about your business, Margaret, I might be listening in. Um, what makes your business different? What makes it stand out? Well, if you were to talk to my customers, I actually think it's the team that we mm -hmm. have in here. Yeah. Um, we have, I think, a very good culture. It's an environment where we encourage everybody to have an opinion. And certainly I love when my opinion is challenged. I think that's great. And that happens because I don't personally, I wouldn't always have the right answer or the best answer. Like we had a, a software migration happening from one program to another. And I had an idea of how I would see this working. And one of uh, the techni technicians, Mark, was like, well, why don't we do it this way? And I was like, yeah, why don't we do it this way? That's 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 so right. So we we encourage people to have opinions, to be freely able to challenge anyone but not in a negative way this is all about improving our processes as well and that's something that we worked really really hard on over the last few years to be a better provider to our customers to be more involved with them and to be honest I can see what's happened as well is that retailers need more support it's not just a retail system. So years ago, you would have went out, you would have popped in a, a POS system and off with them. Now you have to take into account who is the uh, e-commerce provider, 
who's going to do payment integration, if you're going to have shipping integration, all of these elements, and sometimes there's other elements, you have to take all of that into account. Everybody has to be able to communicate with each other because it all works on a schedule and a timeline, and you have to have the right people in the place for a seamless um, migration to happen or an installation, a brand new installation as well. So our approach now is to be involved with all of the entities, to get everyone on a call, to make sure that there's complete transparency and clarity. And if the customer or a third party entity has any questions, then bring it up. But we agreed the timeline, the schedule, the task lists, what's, who's doing what, when it's going to happen and how it's going to happen. So this leads to a, a much better experience for the retailer at the end of the day, because you can't work in a standalone environment and think this isn't part of it. Everybody has to be involved and responsible for their own area. Yeah, yeah, and there is, and there's a lot of different cogs in that wheel. I think you touched on that. There's a lot of, there's, mm -hmm. a, there's a bigger, there's a bigger uh, thing going on. And I think some retailers that I work with, and some of them might be big and some of them might be small. And, and it goes back to that thing of, of seeing, well, how how much can I get out of my my POS system and what can it do? And it's understanding that. But I think it goes back to what you said there. It's them really looking at where is the time going in the business and how long does it take me to do this? And it's great that you have and, and from talking to yourself, Margaret, and the team, your team are quite personable. So when, when I when I hear you talk about any of your customers, you can clearly see there's a really good relationship built there and there's a really good um support system, which I think is really important because it goes back to what we said earlier. We can, you know, <clears throat> retailers especially can feel quite isolated in, 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 a, in a store. They can feel that they're in those four walls and they do find it hard to get outside of that remit, to go outside and to do what you said, they're going to the likes of retail excellence, going to these other Leo enterprises because they've just gotten so used to being in the trenches and doing it on their own. Um, and I think it's, 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 it's trying to nearly mindset move out of that mentality a little bit a lot harder to have that shift than what you might think I suppose my next question is and, and I'm all I'm very passionate about mentoring and coaching and it's and something that I see a huge difference in what it brought into my life and a lot of other people's lives do you see a lot of that happening at the moment and um, it was something that when I was in retail I'd, I would have loved to have seen more of it and um, do you see much of that happening at the moment in the space or do you see a shift happening there absolutely it's, yeah. It is changing, definitely. Um, you can even you can even see now that um, yeah, there's a lot like people are taking into account visual merchandising as well that they may not be the best person and they may need a little bit of help around it. But it's like like I mentioned there at the start, you know, your your employees that can be a job in its own just to manage staff and try and get them to where they need to be and all of that and I think there's 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 a lot of differences between the different generations as well but to understand how to deal with the different generations because when you when you came on board um in 2000 you had a very different type of employee to what you have now. I think we actually talked about this, Louise. And 
I would see a lot of retailers struggling now with understanding how to deal with employees and how to retain them. And uh, they are reaching out for help in understanding that aspect of it. That one in particular, I see, uh, I see. And they want to know how to be attractive to the right, to the quality people. Like what's going to bring me in the best salespeople um, or the best people to be working in the store? So, yeah, I, I definitely see a big shift. I still feel it's coming back to retailers, the ones that know and have reached out are already excelling. You can see it in all the different uh, platforms that they are really uh, taken off. But then there's the other ones um, that are falling behind. And that gap is increasing all the time because they're not getting the guidance and advice. But what I will say is there is so much support. You should be reaching out to Louise or anyone uh, in that area or like I said any of the organizations and finding out what supports are there for you yeah I think that's really interesting you brought up that and, and we and just to give a little bit of insight aside your context to the conversation that we had um to anyone that's watching or listening to this now Margaret was around that there is four generations in the workplace now and there never was before so you know in, in the history there, there's never been four generations what we need to be aware of and and I talk to a lot of different uh, I work with a lot of different businesses around um, onboarding retention and engagement with their team because it's all around connection if we connect to customers or connect to our team it's embedded really in that culture piece and I think you touched on that already and uh, there, there's this perception at the moment that the uh, you know, the Gen Z workforce coming in um, is, you know, they're, they're, they, they don't really want to do the work. They're expecting everything. Da, 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 da. And I'm hearing a lot of this, I suppose, negative kind of a, a, a mindset around it. And I think what we need to realize is, uh, Margaret, is that the, the workforce that we've coming in now, we need to adapt. I think a big thing that people don't realize is we have to adapt to it and I think sometimes I find out of all industries I've mentored coached and um, supporting retailers are this one of the probably a little bit more resistant to that change piece and um, to be quite honest and I can say it honestly because I've been in it 15 years myself and I still yeah. support people in it and it comes back to that adapting thing and going are we adapting our business to this new workforce coming in and um, if if we're still doing what we were doing two five six years ago and we're expecting to get a different result we're not going to get a different result we really have to change the way we're onboarding those new people, what are we offering them? So, you know, is there well-being? Is there, I know some retailers are, <clears throat> they're offering their staff yoga classes to support their well-being. Mm -hmm. And they actually do the well, the yoga classes on site after hours in the building. They get a local girl to come in and do yoga classes. And again, the team feel they're being invested in and they have the option to have yoga classes. So there's all of these great things, I think, that are some retailers are quite progressive in. So I would say to anyone listening today that have you changed um, the workplace for your team or your new employees coming in the door? And if the answer is no, then have a think about how you could adapt to them. What are they asking? What are they looking for? Um, I think is a great place to start and seeing what you're doing at the moment and what resources you have 
within your remit to really kind of extend out on those? Is there anything around in your surrounding area? And I think we talked talked about the different resources with local enterprise boards, all of that. And a lot of them do free sometimes workshops so you can get an insight into what they're actually offering before you sign them up, which I think is fantastic. Yeah, I would agree with that. There is a big shift in the workforce and what's happening. And you're right. I look at I'm a millennial, so I am. And I probably, you know, I'm a bit older, so over the hill anyways. But I I can see, yeah, there's there's I think it's only a case really, though, of retailers reaching out and finding out how do I attract the best people into my business and how do I move the business forward it's only by asking those questions and acting on it finding out can I go to a mentor and if I go to a mentor like it's just it's it's so many retailers don't understand the supports that are there but if if people listening to this can take one thing away from it it's look at what's available to you. Reach out to Louise, you know, have a look at this webinar that we're putting on on the 24th of April Um, get your information and then you'll find what works for you. And that's going to help grow the business. And that's what you really want to do. You do not want to say, stay stagnant. You need to be doing things like that. Yeah, so you're obviously in that, I suppose, that tech space, Margaret, something that I do not pretend to know anything about because no, 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 it's, just, it's not me. Um, I, I'm no, I, I can do certain things, but the, the software stuff, it's a real skill in itself, Margaret. I suppose, what, where do you see the future of retailing going? Because I know I have lots of different conversations with different people and, you know, we have this experiential retailing and, and, and I've worked with different ones that, you know, it, it is creating a destination for the customer to come in and be really this whole idea of retailtainment so we're entertaining the customer nearly like they're going to the opera when they come into the store and there's all these great things that are happening but from your perspective I suppose you're coming in from a different side of things you're you know the operational aspect of the business where do you see the future going or what's your thoughts on that well look at um omni-channel which maybe there's some people don't don't fully understand what that is that's where you have a bricks and mortar store and you have a web store as well so look at omnichannel is here to stay it's not going anywhere you have to have that web presence the hybrid approach that creates a seamless experience for customers because you know with the store people love coming in and they love trying on things that's not going to change um but what you need to look at is the customer experience because that's what keeps them coming back. If they have a great experience with you and say they go online, they see something that you have in the store, they come in to have a look at it, try it on and that, and then they might go away and think about it at 10 o'clock that night. Oh, I'm going to get it. That's it. You know, it's, it's that it doesn't matter where you are, what you're doing, what time it is, I can get what I want. And that very much is the new generation and what's happening. So look at COVID caused huge innovation and evolution in retailers. It changed so fast. Many retailers did rise to the challenge, but the concern would be around ones that haven't. Um, we, you can see we're moving from 
a things economy to an experience economy. People want a good experience. If you go out for dinner now, you want it to be a wonderful experience. Um, but if you go into a store, you want it to be a wonderful experience as well. So when I say business owners need to take a step back and look at the business, they should be all the time thinking about the customer. If I'm the customer walking in the door, what kind of experience is this for me? Mm. The bricks and mortars obviously have an advantage. They're not going anywhere. Um, but it is that experience in the store that deciphers between a one-off or a loyal repeat customers. And um, another important thing that definitely is here is sustainability. And that's that's becoming a huge thing. You can see uh, businesses like IKEA, IKEA, they've said all plastic packaging is going to be gone by 2025. Consumers are a lot more aware of uh, sustainability now as well. So you need to be figuring out, well, how can I bring this into the business? Because it is a customer pull as well. And so to cap it off, I think really omni-channel customer experience. And I'm going to point out one thing as well, right? Especially for the small to medium retailers. A lot of the time what they go on is their gut and what they like. And they buy in goods that they like in the store, right? Mm. But you can't do that. You need to be looking at your data and your information. It's about what the customer wants. Um, it's it's funny, we have some wine stores and I was talking to uh, one of the guys and he was saying, yeah, it's, it's very funny. So it is because sometimes you'll have couples coming in who are getting married and uh, they come in and they taste the wines and they pick what they like. And he said, you know, straight away, oh, this is not going to be a crowd pleaser at the wedding. So he said, you have to kind of subtly tell them, you know, there's certain wines here that are going to be crowd pleasers and everyone's going to enjoy at the wedding. It's not about your personal preference. So look, at, I think that's something that retailers maybe don't hear um, and can be hard to hear. But look, there, there is no point in just fluffing it up and making it sound good like I think transparency, truth, honesty, seeing what's happening is more important to relay that information. Yeah, I think it is. And I think the the it goes back to listening to what your customers want, not what you think they want, um, which I think is important. I think sometimes because the owner, the, it could be a smaller retailer, they're working in the business um, they can be very tied to that business um, and very much you know, embedded in in everything that's brought in, that it is a personal taste thing, but the market is changing and we need to see what those people coming in the door, are they looking for a product that I don't range? Okay, maybe I shouldn't look at range in that. What does my best seller say? What's my space management saying? So much money am I lifting from these different ones? And really interesting on the Windows one, um, Margaret, because I've done a webinar there. <clears throat> I've done a webinar with, with ISME um, and with, with a lot of health stores um, around Ireland. And one the thing that came up and I was quite surprised about was that retailers, a lot of the retailers on the call don't measure their turnover of their window. So they don't measure how much money those particular SKUs products have taken by being in a prime location, like the front uh, window of their, of their business. So it was very surprised by that. Um, and it kind of got me thinking, 
you know, that's a really, that's a really, that's the window. When we look in the window of a house, that's the window of your, you know, even the front face yeah. of your website, it's a similar thing. So it brings traffic in or, or it deters traffic coming in. So it was really interesting and going back to what you said there, uh, you know, is our windows commercial? Are we commercial business or is our business based around our likes and what we think looks nice? um or, or or what does that look like and, and really interesting point you made there I was smiling as you were saying it I because I, I could totally relate and I've had those conversations where I've asked people to look at their sales um, and see you know where it's coming from and where the potentials are um, and I think you really your business really helps in getting those reports and there's one report that I was really really uh really blown away with was the report where it supports a retailer in um their purchase orders so it nearly gives you the it nearly gives you a prompt in, in what you need to order next, which I think, wow, what a time saver um, for people that do replenishment orders or they've certain stock in that the system nearly does that, which I think is fantastic, Margaret. Yeah, it is. And, you know, at the end of the day, it comes back to your data and the information that you're building up in the system. There's a reason that you have a software system. And you need to trust that information more. So move away from that, I think, or what I like and move to, well, what is going to uh, appeal to the customers? Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's it's all tied in together and it's reports and looking at actually you asked me there at the start about what to look for in a system retailers have a look at what reports you need as well and what information you need out of the business to make good business decisions that's definitely an important factor when you're looking at uh, retail solutions yeah um and I'm going to ask you one last question and then because we've gone a little bit over but um what has been the one thing that's helped you in your career grow okay well look I personally I think if you can work with people Mm. that you can grow with and you can learn from Mm. it's it it makes such a big difference like business owners right they Mm. often don't have people that they can learn from right Mm. they're the person that's expected to know all the information what I found is a couple of times in my life people have come into my life that I work with Um, I work with a guy in pro strategy on his retail team and Diver Rogers and I have learned so much from him Mm. Um, so much on so many different elements Um, and he's probably been a big influencer in the growth of my career as well Um, amazing yeah amazing yeah so getting those mentors in place Thanks so much, Margaret. It's been really, really interesting. Just to recap, because we talked about a lot of different areas. Um, if you're a retailer and you're listening in um, and you're thinking about an EPOS system um, and you're feeling that you want to get more time in your business, I think that's really important if you're looking for more time. Does the current system you have in place, um, Is it how long is it taking you to do the tasks you need? So writing down the time-consuming tasks in your business, be it your purchase orders, be it your stock takes, how long is it taking you to do them? Um, what is the issues you're having? What is it you're coming up against, the pain points in your business? Um, what reports do you want to have? What are you measuring at the moment? What would you like to see more of? 
um, ask yourself those questions, write them down in a notebook. And before you reach out to those um, people, reach out to Margaret and the team and see, have those questions in your head answered so that you can really get that information you need to help you then figure out what system works best for you. And um, they have a great webinar. The webinar is on the 24th of April. What time and where can they get the link? It is on the 24th at one o'clock. Uh, 26, is, sorry, it's the 26th at one o'clock. The yeah. 26th, sorry. It's You're on okay. the 26th at one o'clock. And uh, it's available on LinkedIn. Or yeah. if you want to email into us, you can email info at pss.ie and you'll get the link and the information for it. Amazing. So check out in LinkedIn or email and it's also on your social media handle so put that in the diary and you'll get something out of the webinar if anything an insight into an epos system also maybe a couple of those questions that you have answered so definitely want to reach out mark and the team are really personable and um, reach out and have a chat with them thanks so much for coming on margaret i really appreciate your time today no and... not at all it's such a pleasure louise it's always insightful talking to you and interacting with you i would highly recommend you as somebody that retailers can reach out to it's not forceful it's it's very much about having a look at your business you work very similar to how we work and I think that's why we relate to each other so well. So look, at, um, I think at the end of the day, we complement each other. And uh, look, I hope this has helped um, your, your listeners. Okay, thank you so much. Thanks a million. All, All right, cheers. Thanks. Take care. Bye-bye.